Oh yeah, what's up everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Reveal Rob Show. I am of course your host Reveal Rob coming at you with a special edition episode. So special that I need a special guest on this bad boy. But I hope everybody out there is doing great. Hope you've had a great time since the last time we uh, had an episode here. Hope everybody's doing awesome. But like I mentioned man, got a special guest on this episode. I've got my buddy uh, Zach from Haunters Podcast joining me to talk DC fandom and Halloween kills, baby. So much awesomeness and so much to talk about that I uh, need a special guest for sure. <laughs> um, now, nah, man, I'm just glad to have him on. He was on the last DC fandom episode and it just so perfectly worked out that DC fandom and Halloween kills came out around the same time and was like, heck yeah, dude, you uh, let's talk about both of these things. Let's, uh, let's hash this out because me and him did have some uh, differing opinions when it comes to Halloween Kills. So it was cool to get together, talk about our feelings on Halloween Kills and what we thought of the movie. And that's the way things work, man. You can have differing opinions from people and still be cool with one another. So special guest joining me this week. Uh, the news will be all focused on DC Fandom for this episode as DC Fandom gave us a lot of stuff to talk about as it was the biggest thing in news movie-wise um, for sure. So... We talk that, we talk Halloween Kills non-spoiler, and we talk Halloween Kills spoiler, but don't worry, I give you all a warning before that uh, spoiler talk gets in. I honestly do a whole bunch of uh, DC fandom talk. <laughs> um, but, anyways, <laughs> hope you enjoy the episode. About to hit the uh, trailer for Halloween Kills, and then you'll hear uh, my buddy Zach and myself nerding out on uh, DC fandom and Halloween Kills. So, Thank you for joining me, and let's get into this bad boy. Hey, what are you guys doing out here? It's Halloween. We've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? And he keeps, like, trying to play hide-and-seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! survivors of Michael Myers. Lori, what do we do? We fight. Mom, our family. I will kill him. We're gonna hunt him down and we're gonna put an end to this. He is not gonna stop killing until we stop him. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. Like 
promised I have a special guest with me. The only guest that's ever been on the show is now back for round two, of course, to talk about DC Fandom like you did last time. But we're adding a special treat of Halloween Kills uh, review and spoiler review for this episode. So welcome, the one and only Zach Hilton. How's it going, man? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. I appreciate you inviting me on. I love that you've had two guests on your show, and I'm both of them. You're both of them. Like it's That's show, right. You know, we can't have other people on the show. I think Wonderful wants to be on, but he can wait for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you got to earn your spot, kid. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, you know, T's and P's the one D. I know he's not feeling good right now, so, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was funny because I listened to his show this morning and heard how dog crap he sounded. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, you don't need to record the show tonight for Haunters. And he was like, okay, thanks. There you go. <laughs> Spooky season, man. Spooky season's getting Yeah. All right, so what I want to do is I want to talk about Halloween Kills first. Um, let's talk about just our first feelings of the movie let's not spoil anything i will give warning to spoiling that uh later mm-hmm. that'll come after the spoiler will come after the dc fandom talk uh that way we can get everything in and nobody has to worry about getting spoiled makes sense makes sense to me all right so halloween kills obviously released uh past weekend as they're recording this episode the movie is rated r of course it is a horror and other that's what google calls it horror and other and <laughs> what the other part is um it is one hour 45 minutes long uh, let's see. This takes place minutes after Lori Strode, her daughter Karen, and granddaughter Allison are left. Uh, they left the mass monster Michael Myers caged and burning. Lori is rushed to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, believing she finally killed her lifelong tormentor. But, of course, Michael Myers manages to escape. Uh, this leads to Lori and a mob coming together to hunt Michael down once and for all, chanting, evil dies tonight at nauseum. Uh, the movie is on Rotten Tomatoes, has an Critic score of 39% and audience score of 70%. Yikes. And an IMDb score of 6 out of 10. So, sir, first thoughts on Halloween Kills? Um, My first thoughts on Halloween Kills are, from my first viewing, it wasn't the movie I expected I was getting. I still had an enjoyable time with you know, the carnage Michael proceeds to give the town of Haddonfield. And I just, overall, I enjoy this film. It's not my favorite Halloween movie by no means, but my first viewing, I enjoyed it for what it was. Right on. I, um, like you said, it was not the film I was expecting. I guess I think that's kind of the problem we all have going into movies. We have this like ex- expectation we're like, mm-hmm. we want them to do it this way. And then when they don't do it that way, it kind of messes with people's feelings. That's why mm-hmm. you got to sometimes watch these things multiple times, uh, which I was actually watching this movie again before uh, we started. Recording. Um, <laughs> so it's funny because when I watched the movie the first time, I was left with a kind of math film to where I didn't hate the movie by any means. Like I loved all the Michael stuff. I love the Strode stuff, but there's parts of the movie that I just don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it just takes out of uh, the, you know, I was, I'm getting a movie that's supposed to be taking place right after the events of 2018. And then now we're doing like other stuff in this movie. I'm not going to talk about that until we get the spoilers, right. but it, it's, it's just, it leaves me with that feeling. I like, I mean, I've watched it three times now, so obviously it's not unwatchable. Mm-hmm. I think it has enough good portions to it to make it enjoyable, but there's just certain portions where I'm like, I can do without this. You know, does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, for sure. Like when I watched it the first time, there are parts of this because I'll be honest with you. I think some of the dialogue is clunky. I think there's a lot of repetitiveness for like slogans for the movie used. Mm -hmm. But when I look past that, there are elements that kind of drove me insane the first time watching it. When I watched it that second time, because it's not like I want, I mean, I, Honest God, I'm a fan of the Halloween franchise. I love it, bar none. I mean, like, I'm a guy that can sit here and say, I like The Curse of Michael Myers. I prefer the producer's cut, but I enjoy that movie for what it is. And if you actually look at Rotten Tomato score, there are two uh, tomato Halloween films, and it's the original and 2018's. And that's it. This movie is not known for its tomato-loving scores. So, like, it's not, like, far-fetched. That being said, I do think there's something missing, and I'm I'm going to have to say it during the spoilers, uh, that I do feel like there's a lot for this movie that I think, kind of like how Halloween 3 does for some people, that this movie is down the line is actually going to be well received. And I think it's going to be sooner than we think. Yeah, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. I mean, we're living in a time now where I can't believe I'm saying this, but Rob Zombie's Halloween is actually getting better likes now. That used to be one of those movies where people just hated to death. And I absolutely love it. It's my favorite Halloween movie. But now it's funny to see people like, oh, you know, well, it really wasn't all that bad. Yeah, well, I mean, just to hit on Rob's real quick, where, like, there's this infatuation with Halloween where Mm -hmm. I feel like people look at it in a different standard than, like, a Friday the 13th, a Nightmare on Elm Street, things like that. I mean, like, granted, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is a pretty, you know, monumental film of horror, but, like, when you go through it, it's like, oh, it just becomes this basic slasher. Where I feel like for some reason, Halloween, because of that original one, because it is the first, like, people kind of like, oh, it's not a normal slasher. And with Rob's, like, he went out of his way to make sure he didn't create John Carpenter's. And I appreciate him for that. I like that movie. Hell, you saw my things. I actually prefer part two more because it's so balls to the wall. I saw that. That was interesting. That was very yeah, that, and we, you and I can have a conversation about that later of like why I chose that or think that way. But in the same aspects of how Halloween 2 was, I kind of feel the same way about this movie because of its ballsy fucking choices. Right. I get that completely. And the brutality in this movie is a plenty. And I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think Rob Zombie level brutality, especially Halloween 2. Right. But it's definitely something different than what we're used to. Because like you mentioned the first movie, the first movie is a lot of stalking and then you know, basic killing. Right. Uh, um, this movie takes it to that ne- extra notch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think that's a part of the the whole tale of Michael. If you look at, like, you know, the first movie, he's stalking Little Blood. 2018, there is a little more blood, but they're still stalking. And I think this one is, there's less stalking, though there is stalking, but his brutality meter is filled up because, like, my man is pissed. You left him oh, in a fire and yeah. he's trying, he's trying to do something. So I, I just feel like there's more discussion in the spoilers, but I, I will say, I think if you're a person that can't handle gore, 
maybe it's not your cup of tea, but I do feel like this is an adequate Halloween sequel if you are a Halloween fan. I think you should watch it, especially since it is the middle of a trilogy. Technically, you know, four movies, but... Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Like, is, is it the middle of a trilogy? Right, right. Yeah, no, like, I guess it's it's so weird. I wish I could talk to someone that has never seen the 78 version and uh-huh. just watch 2018 and even kills and see where they lay with it. Okay, I get that. Because, yeah, that, that makes sense, actually, because it's a completely different feel. So I definitely get why you want to talk to someone like that, mm-hmm. which I'm sure there's somebody out there that's... I think yeah. I saw, I think the first Halloween movie I ever saw was probably uh, H2O. Oh, really? Yeah, because that, that would have came out when I was like 10, I think. So, yeah, that's probably the first one I ever saw. The first one, I did see the original. I went to Blockbuster. My mom rented it for me because she loved it as a younger kid. And yeah. um, I I was infatuated. I was like, this is the Jimmy Jam. And then... Um, then actually i don't even think i watched part two i think i watched part five (laughs) and then then um like just months later part six a curse of michael myers again there's that nostalgia for me um that was in theater so like i went the first one the fifth one the sixth one (laughs) (laughs) that's what i say you you must have been so lost you're like who's this kid and why can't she talk (laughs) (laughs) it took me a hell of a long time to get used to this thing yeah, I guess. I guess it makes sense, man. So without spoiling anything, I do have some news that's kind of circling around this movie and the next movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an additional scene that was filmed that was scripted, and they're mm-hmm. going to be releasing that on the extended version of the Blu-ray. So mm-hmm. there's that. I, um, I've actually, without getting into it, I've read the description of the scene. Yeah. Um, it, it's a pretty badass scene. But I get why it's not in it. I'll tell you that. What's up, Tombstone Josh? Welcome to the show. Hey. hey. Third guest. I am Yep. I am He didn't always record. That's on him. Um, so, yeah, I think they ended up lifting it because it didn't fit, like, the, uh, the ending for this movie or something like that. No, it doesn't fit in what they're doing with the storytelling of three. So I can completely understand why they got rid of it. Um, and let's see. And this would probably have to be something. Well, I actually want to talk about this. Jason Blum, the guy who's like remaking every single horror movie, and he's mm-hmm. part of this. Uh, he has said that he is totally into a Halloween 3 season of The Witch sequel. Ooh. Um, and if he's into it, I'm sure that's something he'll probably end up working on. Now, my question is, will Halloween ends be that Halloween 3 sequel? Um, No, I don't think so. But... I do like the idea of that, you know, they've, the kids in this movie and in 2018 had the silver shamrock masks. Right. It seems like they're going out of the way to put that in there. That's why I'm wondering about this third movie. I mean, I I mean, when we get into spoilers, if you want to conspiracy theory it, I I guess we could. Um, but I I would absolutely love them to just do a Silver Shamrock movie. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that spoiler-wise. And then last thing is that Halloween Ends will have a possibility of a four-year time jump. Uh, I don't think it's a possibility. I think it's been confirmed when I've uh, 
listen to David Gordon Green's interviews, he said he's made it four years gap because not only is the town going to live this drama, but they're going to have to go through COVID as well. Yes, absolutely. So I think it's pretty cool of like putting that story into it as well. Yes, completely agree. I completely agree. So I like it. That's our first opinions on the movie. You liked it as a Halloween fan. I um I like the Halloween movies. I'm not as big a fan as you are, obviously, but right. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't hate the movie. Let's put it that way. Right. I'm still gathering my feelings. I think that's why I keep watching. I'm like, I don't want to hate this movie. Yeah, no, I can completely get that because when we watched it for the second time, like I was kind of entranced with like, because it's wild. Wonderful said it on his show where he was like, he sees so much fighting and bickering about it. Yeah. That like, and again, I'm removed from that kind of atmosphere with the movie. So I don't see a lot of it. I have heard other shows give feelings and it clearly comes across as like, you're not a fan of this franchise, even this rebooted franchise. So like you're going out of your way. I think my biggest problem is like, Oh, there quote unquote there's no story and i'm like oh no this thing's kind of full of story i don't know how you make a movie that's an hour and 45 minutes long without (laughs) it having a story but if that's how you look at it okay i mean if jerry seinfeld wants to make a movie out of seinfeld that'd be an hour and 45 minutes of them (laughs) (laughs) exactly you're wearing the brown pants yeah (laughs) all right so that's gonna be the beginning part on Halloween kills. We'll get back to it. I probably did this the wrong way, but I don't care. This shows that's why we do let's get twisted. It shows twisted and never in order in that's so, the best part about it. Yeah. All right. So DC fan doom took place over the weekend as well as they're recording this episode. Big thing for both of us as huge DC fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched all four hours. Were you able to do that i i was it, look i remember doing dc <laughs> fandom last year and i did the entire day event and i loved it but yeah. the weekend that they held it uh our friends chad and michelle came into the town so i was mm-hmm. like hosting them we were going to bush gardens we did a whole kind of event so i actually stayed away from everything until sunday when i could just watch it myself yeah yeah i um i started to text you i'm like ah let me leave it alone so you can watch it later yeah, well, I, was, I appreciate that. Um, I did like the updates of like, oh, this looks good. This looks good. But like, usually I'm kind of the guy that's like, oh, I can just, you know, watch it on my phone. But I knew I didn't want the flash to be the first thing I saw on my phone. I didn't want to see uh, Black Adam. And I definitely didn't want my first viewing of the Batman trailer to be on the oh, phone. No, absolutely not. I um I watched this bad boy on YouTube on the screen, the TV screen. So mm, that's the best yeah. way to do it, baby. I did not want to watch this stuff on my phone. I did that last year because I was out with some friends. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't get into this. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yes, shout out to Chad and Michelle, Wolfpack members, um, Hunters Pack members, Hunters Pack, Hunters Pack members. <laughs> um, and of course you have your lovely wife and kids and all that stuff so you have a life yeah. is what you're yeah. saying i don't i can just sit around four hours and watch it you know? <laughs> i mean i did just say last year i was at bj's watching it at home <laughs> i don't think i don't think i'm far stretching uh your life there either pal i know i'm messing around all right so <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna be in order and i didn't take down everything they announced a lot of stuff for tv shows i know the flash show is finally getting golden boots good for him mm-hmm. um 
they did a small, smallville reunion with Tom <laughs> Willing. Um, and then they talked like super pets. We don't need to talk about super pets. We don't need to talk about. I, I didn't put Aquaman on the list. If you want to talk about it, you're feel free, but we know how I feel about Aquaman. So. Yeah, I think we'll just leave it at that just because this is your show and I'm riding that coattail right there, baby. There you go. I like it. So let's kick it off with the way they kicked it off. And that was in electrifying fashion with uh, if you can smell what the rock was cooking. And apparently it was some poor soldiers. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> it smells like a charred body. <laughs> exactly. Freaking holy mortal combat black <laughs> Right. So yes, they kicked it off with a I won't say this is a trailer. This was a sneak peek. Eh, kind of yeah, well, of Black Adam. Yeah, they they it was really funny just to really quickly because later that comes up with the flash where it's like, oh, this isn't a teaser, it's just and I'm like, Are you sure? Because yeah. <laughs> Black Adams was legit that like I felt like he was like, We're showing you like one minute of a scene and that'd be that. Right. And I don't need to see a trailer. Like if that was the trailer, we're good. I'm already sold. <laughs> right. <laughs> Black Adams over here electrifying people. Let's I mean I'm good. <laughs> right. Um, how's shazam gonna live up to that well i love that fact of like you know they're two different worlds in the same world where like you know shazam's fun and like kooky and stuff like that and like in this one minute scene with mm -hmm. black adam like like these you know the soldiers come in one of them says shazam he shows up and like like we said at the beginning charred this yeah. person the, and you know shazam does have dark tendencies i mean david s samberg is a horror director and he showed that through those like gothic fucking like oh, gargoyles and stuff yeah. like that so i do like the fact that shazam does play that fine line and i like that it seems like black adam is just going over that line yeah and though eventually i guess i assume we'll meet at some point but it doesn't look like shazam will be a part of this movie nor no. will Superman. No, I think eventually we're getting there. We're yeah, we'll eventually get there. Um, but yeah, like you said, we got the charred dude. They were shooting bullets at him. He's stopping bullets. You know, he's catching them. He floats up to the air, and that's when it cuts off. So, yeah. um, it's gonna be a badass movie. I mean, that's that's all we need to know right there. Yeah, it's definitely looking badass, and I'm excited. I really hope the way they play it is like Black Adam gets his own movie, Shazam 2 happens, and like the post credit is Black Adam. Right? He just walks into the cafeteria like Superman did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's here. I'm here to F you up. Right? Yeah, it's not going to go as well as the last. <laughs> Leave those kids alone. They're already <laughs> dead. Exactly. Uh, Black Adam's hitting theaters July 29th, 2022, unless anything else. Uh, let's see. We got a Peacemaker trailer mm -hmm. starring uh, John Cena. If you can sing. Eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, this trailer actually won me over because I was looking forward to it and I enjoy John Cena in the Suicide Squad. But like yeah. I, I this actually I'll be quite real. I think I'm more excited about the Peacemaker than I was the Suicide Squad because uh james gunn's doing like directing five of the episodes he's written most of the episodes if not all and it just looks like a dumb fun time yeah exactly you took the words out of my mouth this is just gonna be nothing but pure ridiculousness on screen 
have a little bit of story when they play the trailer. You can tell they're trying to like maybe get some redemption out of him or something like that. Oh but yeah, for that, sure. it looks like it looks like it's gonna be hilarious. And speaking of hilarious, you and I are both wrestling fans. You were a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it funny that in the Suicide Squad and now in the Peacemaker trailer, we see John Cena in his tidy whities, but he never wrestled in the tidy whities. Yeah, like he only wrestled in tights, like in two thousand two. That was it. But like, I've seen more of his like legs than I ever did in wrestling. Right? Yeah, I guess freaking <laughs> the ruthless aggression is back. Oh, it is back, and it's hug- <laughs> it's hugging eagles. There you go. He was hugging eagles in the trailer. <laughs> what? What an image! This show is for the people who just want an acid trip. It, oh, a hundred percent. This is this is wonderful's cup of tea. <laughs> All right, you said it. I didn't, <laughs> didn't throw that out. All right, uh, let's see. So, I mean, we mentioned the Suicide Squad. If you haven't seen that movie, check it out. It's on HBO Max permanently. All right, yeah. I haven't checked. No, okay. well, I don't think it's permanently up there yet. I think it's permanently in like late November. Okay, cool. Fair. Um, so the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, and I like when I wrote this. I put three L's instead of one I and two. <laughs> it looks like A3, the Justice League. Um, so the game is set in the universe previously established by the Arkham series, one of the greatest series of all time, taking place sometime after the events of Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, really? I didn't catch yep. that. Uh, Amanda Waller creates a task force. We know the deal. <laughs> you know, it's Amanda Waller. She gets her task force of people. Uh, of course, Harley Quinn is part of it. She is voiced by, of course, Tara Strong. Uh, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, King Sharks. Uh, voiced by Samoa Joe, which is so fun. Um, mm-hmm. They are on a convert mission in Metropolis. Only when they arrive to the city do they realize the severity of the situation. Brainiac has invaded Earth and has started brainwashing its inhabitants, including the Justice League members uh, Superman, Flash, and Green Lantern. Wonder Woman is the only apparent member who is not under control. Unable to depend on any heroes for help, it's up to the Suicide Squad to save the world. What do you think about this game? This tra- did you see the trailer? Yeah, I did watch the trailer. It still looks fantastic. The first one was good. I really love the feel of this. It plays like a movie trailer. And it's like, it's really weird because I was like, how wasn't this the first Suicide Squad movie? This would have made right. a billion dollars. No problem. Have a good day. Um, yeah. But that being said, like, it just looks like hardcore fun. I didn't know about the Arkham stuff that you're talking about. I love that. I love that the games are doing a connective universe unlike like uh, Marvel with the Avengers and Spider-Man games. Like those aren't connected. So the fact that I feel like this is going to be ongoing and with another trailer, we'll talk about in a minute in the video games, like they're all connected. That's pretty badass. I like that a lot, man. I love that Arkham series. I love what they did. Um, I haven't completely finished Arkham Knight because I wanted to, complete everything but i know how the game ends at this point i mean it's been so long it just it happened you know right. and the trailers are giving shit away <laughs> yeah, exactly but it's going to be a fun time that's going to be on all the new systems in 2022 so yep. bring it on yeah. i'm, I'm, I'm into it uh other game might as well talk about it. just get the games out of the way is gotham knights which mm-hmm. is also set in gotham city after spoiler alert death of bruce wayne uh slash batman yeah. um <laughs> can you kill batman though you can just kill bruce uh, and please, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Players assume the roles of Dick Grayson or Nightwing, uh, Barbara Gordon or Batgirl, uh, Tim Drake or Robin, and Jason Todd or Red Hood um, as they attempt to continue his legacy by protecting Gotham upon receiving a pre recorded message from the Batman. 
Uh, during the game, the heroes encounter several supervillains, including the Court of Owls, Mr. Freeze, and of course, Penguin. Uh, supporting cast include uh, Bruce's former butler, Alfred Pennyworth, and Renee Montalban. <laughs> so this game's going to be all about the uh, Court of Owls, and uh, the trailer that they released is basically the store trailer. Looks like a good time. How'd you feel about it? Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited about the Court of Owls joining into more universe stuff because, I mean, the secret society shit is spooky scary, and I'm all about spooky scary if you're going to put it in a Batman. Dude, all about it. Give me all the freaking sneaky, scary stuff as you can. I mean, those other Arkham games, they got some spooky stuff, on them, especially the Scarecrow stuff. Oh, my God. They're so demented. I love it. Yes, they know what they're doing. They know how to do it. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, do do you feel like both of these games were going to have like, I didn't play the Avengers game. I heard it was horrible. Plus, I don't care about the Avengers. <laughs> but um, do you think we're going to go through like every chapter as a certain character or are well, we just going to pick and start? OK, so if it plays like the Avenger game, then, yeah, because that's how you set up your story uh, for it. But I really hope there's good mixing with i th I hope there's better mixing let me put it that way that was kind of a downfall about that story of the avengers it's like certain time as this guy certain time as that guy i hope it's like balls to the wall you get through this one scene with harley and then snaps over to king shark where he has to like stop superman but then you flash right into being captain boomerang and you're like doing shit there i hope it's as balls to the wall as that um trailer is and same goes for gotham knight as well i hope that game is like constant switching and the story is all about them not just like individually based yes completely hope that as well and i want to know why barbara gordon has one of the court battle masks oh yeah well it's because she's going to go watch the movie eyes wide shut <laughs> Ooh. Or owls <laughs> wide shut. I'm <laughs> already. <laughs> um, let's see. I only got three more things to talk about. Let's go ahead and nail Shazam out of the way. Shazam for the gods. We got a behind the scenes video of that. That is two years away, 2023. I didn't get much detail. Looks like it's just gonna be a bigger version of the first movie. More about the Shazam family. Uh, they still got the gargoyles in it, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I there's no footage or anything. The only thing I can really talk about is like the suits look better. Yes, they do. They That's absolutely better. look better. Yeah, they grew up into their suits. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was year one Shazam. Now it's year two Shazam. <laughs> All right. So the long-awaited, much put on hold. Was it ever going to be made? Had writers, had directors. They left. They came back. Now we got Andy Machete, who did the It movies. I'm talking the Flash, of course. Uh, the Flash, we didn't get a trailer. They said it wasn't a trailer, at least. Um, what a fantastic first look to this movie that has been in the works for a long time. First thing, the storyline very much seems Flashpoint Paradox, but they're still just calling this movie The Flash. Do you think that ever changes? No, I think The Flash is the best way to go with it because you have to go to the general audiences and like Flashpoint Paradox doesn't scream, oh, it's a Flash movie. Right, right, exactly. And um, and I'm glad they're keeping it the Flash because the Flash hasn't had like his own movie. Right, I mean, and like, and not only that, yeah, I know it's taking from stories, but I mean, like, all these comic book movies are taking from other stories. It doesn't mean they're like 
necessarily naming it that way. I mean, fucking, I've never read a comic book called Avengers Endgame. No. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, yeah. like, you can you can use story elements without it being called that. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad. I love The Flash. I love Ezra Miller. I'm glad he's back on board. I'm glad this thing is finally happening. Uh, just going into the trailer starts off. They show up at Casper's house. Just kidding. Uh, Bruce <laughs> Wayne's Manor, obviously. Um, and we see two people get out of a car. We don't know who it is at first. We guess one of them is, of course, Barry Allen. Uh, they go into the house. A lot of gothic feel to it. A lot of Tim Burton feel to it, which I like. Uh, we see see Barry Allen pull the lever to turn on the lights in the Batcave, just like it was in friggin' Tim Burton's Batcave. Great job of them uh, noticing that. Uh, we hear Michael Keaton talking the whole time during it, so that is freaking adding to the goosebumps of everything going on. We don't see Batman fooled, but we see his cow, and we see his mobile covered. How'd you feel about this freaking thing? Oh, it was it was perfect. It was such a tease. Like, yes, it's not a trailer, but it is definitely a tease. And they played it smart. Like, you get Michael Keaton's voice, but you never see Michael Keaton. And you don't get the full blown. Because you're talking 1989, man. We're already like 31 years uh, away from this. And it feels super special. And there's enough footage to get you questioning and like i i always say this i'm always like oh i'm sold it's fine i'm going but like i want more i want to watch more trailers just because i think this is going to be one of those movies where there's a lot involved and i won't be given everything exactly there's a ton of things going on i mean just in the trailer alone you see two barry allens right a supergirl yeah supergirl one of the barry allens is wearing the batman suit painted red with yep. the lightning bolt on it. Yeah. Uh, we see Ben Affleck's Batman's cow on the ground. Yep. Um, we see again if we don't fully see the Batmobile, but it's there. Um, yep. which was pretty funny when I left that. I love DC, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, why does current Barry Allen know anything about 1989's Batmobile? Because you hear him freak out about it. I'm like, okay. Oh. So <laughs> if if I'm just going to speculate, like that Barry Allen that we know knows a Batman. So when he goes meets a Batman, I think he meets the the Barry Allen of that world of Tim Burton's world, who is Ezra Miller looks just like him. And yeah. he's like, I need you to take me to Bruce Wayne. And when he gets there, he's like, You're not Bruce, but he's like also like, No, no, I know this place. Look, I'll take you everywhere. And granted, he doesn't know how it works because it's a gothic version of it. But I think they'll just get there. And the one, the Barry Allen that pulls off the the sheet to the Batmobile, that was that was that Earth's Barry Allen. That wasn't that wasn't the one we're used to. So when at the end he goes, "Holy shit!" Like that's that's him discovering it, not ours. There you go. And that's the thing about this movie. It's going to be so huge. It's so many different cinematic universes in one film. They've mm-hmm. even talked about, um, uh, Andy Machete was talking about when he was doing an interview that every single DC movie is going to be a part of this movie. This movie did, is bringing everything together. Did he really? Yes. What a freaking ballsy, awesome move. Right? Like, so, that's, that's what I love about DC is that they're figuring out a way to make everything that you've seen 
still matter. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like I hear so many people talk about, and I don't want to bash on Marvel, but it's like people no. are like, why can't DC do what Marvel does? Just make one connected story. I'm like, DC doesn't have to do that. Right. And like, they have so many that, other stories. And on top of that, that's kind of what they're doing right now. Exactly. The flash is starting a whole new thing. Yeah. I'm yeah. very excited. Unfortunately, we're probably not getting any more Zack Snyder stuff, which is sad, but we'll see what happens there. But we're now moving in a different direction. We're moving fast forward, if you will. So, I mean, say, bring it on. I want to see what we got with Supergirl. We're seeing that uh, one of the Flashes is going back in time to save his mom, apparently. Mm-hmm. They give you a little tease of that in the trailer. If they're teasing that, then that also teases Reverse Flash. So Reverse Flash has to be part of this thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this movie's going to be jam-packed, which is pure awesomeness. Yeah, I think I think it's going to set up Barry on a fun, hopefully like an Ezra Miller like trilogy. Yes, please. God, just let him do whatever he needs to do. Right. I like that guy. All yeah, right. Yeah. Um and then of course the last thing we gotta talk about the big bang, the thing they waited for the very end of the four hours to show you because they knew how big this was. The Batman official trailer was dropped on all of us. And I started off with the flash. So, hey, go ahead and talk with about the bat. Dude, like I've already like been looking forward to this movie because like it has so much going for it. Like I love Matt Reeves as a director, Michael Giacano doing the score, Robert Pattinson being Batman. Like I've been I've been sitting here since watching Twilight for the first time with my wife, then girlfriend. Like I was like, oh, my God, this guy's broody as F. He can be Batman. And it came to fruition, which is freaking wild. But, like, this trailer is just jam-packed of, like, noir, broody, mm-hmm. darkness. Yep. Oh, I'm yes. stealing it from Wonderful. It looks horrific, like horror. Yes. I am. There was moments in this trailer where I screamed out loud, and specifically it was the hallway scene. Mm-hmm when he's walking towards the two henchmen shooting, like there's just so much about this that like, you know, this, how many Batman movies have we've had since, you know, 1989, like seven, like the fact that we're going into the Batman and there's still shit that seems fresh is wild to me. I was gonna try to do the math, but I don't feel like doing. It. But yeah, I think so. so well, there's <laughs> there's three uh, Dark Knight movies. Then there's yeah. technically I'm only going off of this. There's technically Justice League and Batman v Superman, um, and then Suicide Squad, so six, and then four uh, Tim Burton slash Schumachers, so ten movies. So we've been through ten Batman movies. Mm-hmm. And this movie still gives me feelings that we haven't seen yet. Perfectly explained it. Like I, I remember hearing wonderful talk about the horror aspect. And I, I love that you brought it up here too, because you watch that and you think about it and you just sit there and like Gotham is a horror realm. Like mm-hmm. that realm is just full of so many villains and all this bad stuff going on. And just Batman has to deal with it. Obviously he's not going to be freaking a happy person. Mm-hmm. He should be brooding. He should be in the darkness. But this is like the beginning of the whole Batman. So that's just the pure awesomeness of seeing more of him. We get a better look at the Riddler in this movie. Not a full look, but just, you know, like a look without him duct taping people. (laughs) Um, More Penguin in this movie, which is still insane that that's Colin Farrell. 
I know, right? What a great actor. Yeah, what a great actor. What a great job with freaking effects. Can't wait to see I, if they're nominated for something. I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's all that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love how angry Robert Pattinson seems. Like, you know, it's it's not year one. It's year two. But, like, yeah. I kind of really adore that this whole city is cruxed because it killed his mom and mm-hmm. dad. And now he is vengeance, as he says in the trailer, and he's coming after this entire place. And I think there's so much story we haven't caught yet. I think I'm hoping like this kind of brings in the quarter owls too. I, I hope like the whole thing's like a conspiracy like Riddler's trying to show Batman, oh, there's deeper shit that you need to see. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can see that. I believe they already announced that it will be a trilogy to begin with. Mm. So we'll see where that goes. I, I, it's not necessarily connected to the DCEU, I don't believe. No. But they could probably easily do it if they wanted to. Um, right. With that said, though, this movie, we got more Catwoman in the trailer, too. She looks awesome. Oh, yeah. Um and then the freaking Batmobile is insanely great in the movie as well. Yeah. Like, now, I got to ask you this because this is something that kind of started popping off rumor-wise after the movie came out. And I don't know if I necessarily fall into believing that this uh, into this, but uh, people think it's connected to the Joker. Mm-hmm. I don't know timeline-wise if that's accurate because this movie's not set anywhere near the movie, right? I've heard that the movie's actually based in like today time. That's what I feel like. Cause isn't there smartphones in the movie and all that? Yes. And yeah. like people just automatically assumed that it was going to be the nineties. And I yeah. even think the car Colin Farrell penguin is driving is newer. Um, so I don't think that's the case. Okay. Yeah, basically the whole rumor came off of the uh, people he's beating up when he says, I'm vengeance, is like masked uh, people with clown makeup on or like clown face paint, but not really clown face paint, just like face paint, you know? Right. And people thought they're putting two to two together. It's like, oh, well, the Joker ended with all these people putting face paint on and they're terrorizing the city. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb and uh-huh. I think these are Joker, like criminal Joker henchmen. And I think off screen, Batman has already defeated the Joker. Okay. I think I think it's already been done. I'm not sure if they'll go like, oh, he killed him. But I I think because like just looking, speculation, like looking at the trailer, they already have the bat signal. They already have like he has a relationship with the police. I wonder if like maybe the reason why he has this relationship is because he's already taken down someone big. Yeah. And I f- kind of feel like it has to be the Joker. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. The rumor was that Joker would be a part of the second movie, but I can but, see your point. I can see your I, point. I would actually, if, if they want me to be kind of happy, I would rather you save the Joker for the third one. Yeah, I can see that. Don't follow the dark Knight, Right. Thing with the dark Knight was, you know, the Joker's in the second one. We I can have, see that for sure. We have too many like rogues in his fucking his entire system that we could do without going to him. Well, you know what they're doing? They're just putting him in the suicide squad. 
and then kill have to. So like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, I would, I mean, who knows what the Joker's doing right now? We still got Jerry Leto out there. What are they doing? Anything else with him? Rumors mm-hmm. a show on HBO Max. Probably not going to happen. Who knows? Hmm. Um, and then Walking Phoenix is teasing the Joker too. So I mean, you can probably pop the brakes with Joker for a little bit, especially with this series. Yeah, I would. I would much rather them just do a sequel with Joker, like the Walking Phoenix. Not that I want it, but if we're going to move forward, just go with one that's established. Exactly. You know what? Give me a. Uh, Give me Mr. Freeze again. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I would rather a part two be kind of fucking like a darker series or give me a real true scarecrow. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. There's plenty of places you can go here. Yeah. Freaking calendar man and all that. Yeah, you can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, Batman looks awesome. Robert Pattinson's killing it. All you people with your stupid Twilight jokes, which have, have you noticed those have gone away? Well, because he looks goddamn, they're they're scared he's going to come punch them. <laughs> exactly, right? He's vengeance. Right. Oh, you think I look like Twilight now? Here's Twilight for you. <laughs> I believe that's what he even said when he punched that window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the first time. Yeah, that was the first line. He was like, "I'm not Twilight," <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck your sparkles. <laughs> Did you see that people are asking Kristen Stewart if she's going to play the Joker? I legitimately just read that. And I was like, all right, let's move on. Bye. Bye. Good actress, but come on. Love her to death. And I don't, And you know what? If you want to go that route with like an actress playing the Joker, go Uh for it. But I think, and you know, smart filmmakers look this way. They don't want to be distracted by yeah. something else and i think kristen stewart being the joker would be a distraction now if you want to get like um uh weaving samara weaving to play oh. the joker sure let's go let's oh bananas but Jeez. like let's not let's not try to get people already to make post fan posters of him batman sparkling and joker like <laughs> biting her lip oh my god <laughs> jesus all right um, but female Joker does exist in the Flashpoint Paradox. Tying back to the Flashpoint. There it is, tying it in. All right, so I think we hit everything we need to hit there on DC Fandom, mm-hmm. right? I don't think we missed anything. Great event. No. I'm glad they're doing it. I don't know if they'll do it again next year, but probably will because they do have a lot of movies. I think set. they will. They've they've plugged things for 2023, which means you get more of that footage, and then whatever comes after that. I think I think this is new comic con for each company and i like that love it dc has their own thing and marvel has to do what disney says ah! <laughs> um, just quick rundown peacemaker january 13th 2022 then you get the batman march 4th 2022 uh black adam july 29th 2022 and the flash november 4th 2022 i think aquaman comes out with fuck that <laughs> <laughs> says that on the poster <laughs> yeah it says yeah screw that movie and they went out of their way not to show her, which is the yeah. most hilarious thing. Like, they know it's a problem, but they'll, they'll keep it. Yeah. All right. So that closes out the DC fandom talk and the Halloween kills talk before we get into spoilers. So thank you for listening to both of us talk about that. I'm going to go into spoilers after I say, remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Uh, talk to all you non-spoiler listeners later. Five, four. Three, two, one. All right, dude, let's spoil the hell out of this movie. Yeah, let's do it. Halloween kills. 
Did I say that like the Macho Man? I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I've been listening to his Macho Man rap album yeah. the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, the movie starts off with like a flashback, right? Yeah. So the way the movie begins, we actually don't start with Lori and the other Strodes. We actually start with the boyfriend walking yes. and finding Hawkins on the ground. And he comes and he's like, hey, you all right? And he's like, I got to kill it. I got to kill it. And uh -huh. then it goes into Halloween night, 1978, which, all right, just from the fucking get, I 1000%, part of the reason why I love this movie so much is because the 70s footage is oh so good. Very good. I'll give like, him credit where credit's due. It looks me. Like it looks like John Carpenter's 1978 movie more so than fucking Halloween two 1981 looked. Yeah. Um, that being said, like that's okay. I, I know I'm sorry of going off track real quick. Do it, do it, do it. That's why I think some people have the hardest time with this movie. I feel like, and it's in spite of itself, Halloween has created so many timelines and so many events in different ways, which ways, I mean, there's an original universe, uh, H20 universe, H40 universe, and a Halloween 3 and a Rob Zombie reboot. It is, it is a hard fucking franchise to follow, but if a person can literally switch it off and just look at the 1978 movie, with the this new h40 universe like how wonderful is it that like we get flashbacks we get calls backs like i feel like this is the first time in a franchise a horror franchise yeah. that we can literally it feels like a tv show like almost like it's a mini series at this point and okay. that's why I love the 70s footage and all the callbacks to because this movie was just filled with like, oh, back to 78, back to 2018. Like there's so many things going on through this. But yes, the 70s footage happened where Hawkins is trying to get Michael to get into the house and his partner gets attacked. Hawkins shoots the partner by accident. Michael gets away. And if you actually look at that footage, it's very eerie similar to how Hawkins looked in 2018 getting Michael. Oh yeah. Good call. So like it is it, it, the beginning of this just had me enthralled, even the first viewing, but to really appreciate it. That second time was really great. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's one of the flashback scenes I actually like. I enjoyed it. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm alone in this, but it's, doesn't it seem like that's something that's more probably for like the first movie sequel instead of doing it in the middle of the new trilogy. Okay. So if we're going to go that route with it, the reason why I like that is because with that movie, we are established with characters mm -hmm. in that 2018 one where this is like, you know, we don't know why Hawkins really wants to kill that motherfucker. As he says, yeah, like how he did in 2018. Like we know something happened. We just don't know what it is. This movie, there's two co-leads. There is Michael Myers and the Haddonfield Town. And the Haddonfield Town 
is Tommy, Hawkins, and all them. And we have to understand them as one character. That's why the first time watching it, like, I don't like the overabundance use of evil dies tonight. I don't, I really hate, really hate every character used like 40 years ago. Michael did this and now I have to go kill them. I don't right. like that. abundance. I think that is for the general audience to kind of understand without saying it. All these people are basically one character. And that's why they all died is because majority of them aren't going to be in this third movie that's eventually coming out where it's now back to like a revenge tale for Lori. Oh, they, they made sure they saved Lindsay. <laughs> right. Right. Yo, yeah. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay saved because we need some people like Hawkins will be around spoilers. Hawkins will be around. <laughs> We're in the spoilers. Like, <laughs> so, oh yeah, that's right. But like, <laughs> I think that was the hardest part about this because if you look at the advertisement for the movie, it is mm -hmm. primarily Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is the one going around talking about the film. It's not Michael uh, Hall or what, what fucking Tommy Doyle, who plays it? Michael uh, Anthony uh, Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anthony Michael Hall, in my feeling, is the star of the movie because like... They make it that way. Yeah, like he's the one who's taking charge. He's the one going out. Like it's them, it's Karen. But like, that's also kind of the beauty of this movie is that it's playing on the fact of, you know, in the original movie, the whole point of it is like, these are random killings. These aren't like, he, Michael's not going after Lori. Mm -hmm. And like, and I'm I, glad they addressed that in this movie. That's what I'm saying. Like it comes back and he's like, he wasn't coming for you. Sartain brought him to yeah. you. He's not so just like everybody in this movie says, Oh, Michael's coming for me. Like fucking the, the security guard who used to be the sheriff. He thinks like it's a vengeance thing. It's not Michael's just going home. And that's the hardest part about it is because I, I feel like, Halloween ends is going to address why Michael wants to get back to his house so much. But, and that's why I told you earlier I where so. yeah, I, want to know that. I, I think they are, I think everything will be addressed from that point. But like everybody who watched this movie just wants their fucking answers. They just want to be told right now what's going to happen. Why can't I just be told this entire story? I can't, I, if you walked out and didn't like it, that's fine. That's on you. Yeah. I don't, I, it, it doesn't hurt my feelings for the movie, but like at when Halloween ends comes out and then you can watch all four of these movies back to back to back. Don't sit here and say it didn't give me a cohesive story. Now, if they drop the ball and that happens, then I am more than willing to be like, well, I guess they really screwed the pooch of this. We had a really great 2018 and then just declining returns every single one. Because again, I don't like this movie as much as 2018. Actually, I don't like this yeah. movie probably more than three or three or four other ones. Like I think are better than this one. But that being said, this movie is not a bad movie. It definitely has some fault flaws. The writing, like I said, mm -hmm. how I just talked about really bad. Yes, I agree. Completely agree. And I think that's why I keep rewatching this movie is because it's like you mentioned, you're going into it and you're thinking, oh, it's a continuation of 2018. We're following right. Lori and seeing where she's going with everything. Right. Like if you sit here and you say like, not you, if 
you sit here and say, I like Lord of the Rings, like chapter two or whatever the fuck it was called, Two Towers, <laughs> like then then don't come talking about this horror version. Also, I think a lot of people have a hard like you don't see it a lot in slasher movies, but the slasher lives. Like uh, he gets to I a love point. It. I love oh my god, he gets to a point where he's already killed so many fucking people, but like the town actually does exactly what they said they were going to do. They were going to get him. They were going to surround him, and they beat the living tar out of him. Now, right before they were going to kill him, where I think he would have been ended, he gets up and he takes them all out. And I think no one was prepared for that, even though some people knew there was going to be another one. Some people may not, but like some people will feel incomplete because it's like, I'm not used to watching the bad guy walk away. Yeah. Exactly. I love that ending. And just getting back to, you know, I like I thought it was going to be Lori and we're continuing there. And that's the way the trailers made. It. And even the synopsis says Lori fights her pain and she inspires Haddonfield to rise up, but she doesn't do anything. And that, that's not the plot of the film. That is yeah. not at all the, the plot exactly. of the so film. It's misleading. And I think yes. that's like that's why I wanted to rewatch it so many times. Like I had this idea of what I thought this movie was going to be. Mm -hmm. And it's completely different. This movie is introducing us to Tommy, and Lonnie and. Lindsay, uh, Lindsay and Nurse Brackett, or um, is it Nurse Brackett or is it Sheriff Brackett? Uh, Sheriff, Sheriff, Brackett. Brackett. Sheriff Brackett, Nurse, um, fuck, I forget her name. Um, the matter. two, the two cool. fucking neighbors that were like in three seconds of that first movie, yeah, like the, it is really interesting when you look at this story, like. The first, the 2018 movie is so contained with the Lori Michael story that, mm -hmm. like, this movie is the town in Michael. Like, I really do appreciate a different take. It's not a movie we've seen before. I completely agree. So, I think I don't know if there's anywhere else we can go with this. I just want to hit on some pieces if that's cool with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I only have like one or two more things that are like really interesting. Uh, if you want to get them out now before I start asking these random questions. Okay. So the one thing I really want to fucking hit on, the Donald Pleasant's uh, lookalike and the prosthetics yeah. was so amazing. Like, I left that movie being like, oh, my God, that was great CGI. Like, better CGI than, like, Marvel does. Nope, it's real. It's just a guy in makeup. Right? If they don't win the Oscar for that, fuck the Oscars. The Oscars <laughs> already hate older movies as it is. So, I mean, this is true. <laughs> but that going back to the flashback, like it, it gave me something like I've always loved the Loomis character. And I love the fact that we've been able to incorporate him in these movies, even though he's passed. Yeah, I mean, he was awesome. The voice was definitely off. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that, but the voice was definitely off. But that's going to happen. Yeah, um, well, they used the same guy who did the recording in 2018. So they didn't want go. they didn't want to stray off too far. Yeah. Um, and what was the second thing? Yeah. Um, just that I really, I, I find Michael's character very interesting leaving this movie because like, I think there's something about everybody talks about that first movie of being like, we don't know why we don't get like good reasoning. And like, to me, this movie continued to, with 2018 of like, we still don't know why we don't get it. And that's 
a hard pill again another hard pill to swallow we're so used to sequels diving deeper into these like stories and sometimes it becomes convoluted and the fact that we've gotten two movies that have continued the idea of randomness or something else and it's just some kind of weird pill to swallow yeah absolutely it's something you love but god if they keep going with it you're gonna hate it <laughs> i got you and they introduced this idea where I think it was Sheriff Brackett who said it, where Michael has turned the town into the monsters. Yes. Yes. He was like, he took, because I think that's a very interesting story that like in the middle of the movie, there is another inmate running around and that's what everybody mistakens him as Michael and fake news. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, yeah. because like they, but they, they wouldn't know he's never had his mask off. Only Lori's seen him without his mask. This is, I mean, kind of true, but at the same fucking point, like, do you really think that's the guy? No, no, not at all. Right. I don't but, think freaking Jake the Snake Roberts is my <laughs> But I, I enjoyed that, um, the idea that they pulled off there. Yeah, I like it, and I'm, I was fine with that as well. And that's what, that's the main thing I liked about this movie. I'm obviously here for Michael and Jamie Lee Curtis. And, right. and I'll and, give credit where credit is due. Andy, um, what is her name? Andy... Macachaka, Allison, she's awesome. Allison, Allison's really good. I love Karen. Um, and, the, uh, and Allison's like, gonna be the final girl, right? And I, I mean, I mean, we maybe. gotta figure she's the final girl. Well, I, I can see her living. I can see Lori dying with Michael. Yeah. Um, if that <laughs> like about. did you did you read the description of the alternate ending? No. Do you want me to ruin it for you? Do go for it. Okay. So what the other scene was is that Karen, you know, at the end of the movie where she goes up and then Michael uh -huh. just attacks her, the yeah. scene was actually originally Karen gets the phone, calls her and says, we finally got him. We killed him. Uh -huh. And Michael comes in and takes the phone wire and, uh -huh. choke, and chokes her and all Lori can hear just like the original movie where it's yeah, like, dang uh, it. uh, 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 uh. And then she's like, Karen, Karen. And then all you hear is breathing. And then God, that would have been good. Well, see, so the this problem is, is we don't have phones like that anymore. Well, not only that, this is the other problem is that when that happens in the scene, Lori drops the fucking phone and leaves like a badass. And then that's wow. the end. That's the end of the movie. As cool as that seems. And I agree with this wholeheartedly. She's a 70 year old woman who cannot like go around kicking ass with that injury she needs time for that to heal and to like i think that's where the movie goes i think we go four years because like at that moment that's when Lori's ready to strike that's when like okay my body's ready now i'm the predator now i'm the one looking for michael and michael's yeah. on the run i get it that makes sense get her back to shooting guns and freaking yes manic. exactly I like that idea. That makes sense. Okay. But what a what a cool like homage to the original movie where exactly. like she heard his breathing. And it makes sense they would have done that because this movie does the homage. It's like when they talk about Lindsay's like, oh, her babysitter was taken yep. on that night. They show the flashback to that. Yep. It's fake, um, baby. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't hate this movie. Like I want no. that to be understood. I don't hate the movie. Yeah, I'm it definitely has flaws. Yeah, no, yeah. it's you know what? It's it's something I've always said about movies back when I did my show, uh, my movie show. 
you yeah. don't have to love every movie. It's okay no, just to be okay with one. That's why I wanted you on the show because you're like you had that same mindset as me. It's like okay, somebody doesn't like it, cool. I like it. Like I mentioned, I love Rob Zombie's Halloween. The majority right. of the Halloween franchise people hate that movie. Right. Exactly. But, but I don't care. I still love it. You right, know? Exactly. Because it hits for different people. Like there are, trust me, Rob Zombie has like very cool ideas that go through those fucking movies. And I love that he went a different route with it. Just like how this movie goes a different take of the Michael story. And that's what you have to do to keep, it can't just be the same fucking movie of like, Oh, there's a camp. There's some counselors. He comes after them. You know, like, exactly. that's not how these movies, the Halloween franchise work. Exactly. I completely agree. So now I'm going to ask you a bunch of random questions. Do it. Okay. So the movie starts off, they show his, oh, it does start off this way, but they show the way he escapes. How do you feel about the way they set that up to make it him survive the house fire? He's hidden behind like a... Oh, hiding. I think that's fucking ingenious. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense because when I left 2018, I was like, wait, did he just beam out? <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that... No, man, it's like it's like the other Halloween too, where the guy from Silver Shamrock's it. Right. There's, <laughs> things, there's things that we have to realize about Michael is that he is human. Like, granted, he's fucked up. I think they say it in the movie. It's... it's um, fuck, what did they say? It was like, it's a child stuck in a man's body with the mind of an animal. And that's what an animal would do to figure out how to survive. And he did. He saw that fucking closet and said, ooh, I'm going to block this fucking burning fire from killing mm -hmm. me. So I loved it. Right, and you're fine with him killing firefighters? Apparently that was an issue. I, that's an issue? Yeah, people are very upset and even start a petition about really? banning the movie because firefighters were killed. Well, th where was the petition when he killed a little kid last movie? That's what I said. Okay, the well. Fun the funny part is people started a petition to go against the petition. <laughs> against oh, God, the yes. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, that is the most 2021 you thing you could have said. Exactly. I mean, I was fine with that. I mean, Michael's a freaking brutal killer. Like you mentioned, he killed a freaking exactly. little kid who just He's wanted killed? to dance. Yeah, he just killed a kid that wanted to dance and like in the 70s, he killed a dog and ate a dog. I think it's okay that he fucking continues his craziness by killing firefighters. Exactly. Uh, next thing I have written down here is they mentioned in the trailer, I don't know if they mentioned this in the movie unless I missed it multiple times I watched it. They he, like to bring up the fact the more he kills, he transcends. Yes, that's at the end of the movie. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's final speech is the more he kills, the more he transcends. And that's why he's able to keep continuing. And I don't, again, I think this is stuff that ends is going to address. And okay. I may like the way they come up with it. I might not. I don't necessarily, hey, you're talking to the guy that enjoys the fucking thorn Uh spiritual shit they did okay with the thorn trilogy i don't know how you're going to explain it but i definitely i agree it, it, he is transcending every time he kills yeah so i mean he could be a regular person he can be a human who's just messed up in the head right or he can be a silver shamrock cyborg like people like to think what, what if he does <laughs> what if it does come down to that he's been silver shamrocked that would be hilarious. Oh my God. What a way to go. All right. Um, uh, multiple times in the movie, they want to take his mask off. It is taken off a couple of times. How do you feel about the mask idea where he has to have it on? 
Um, no, that makes sense because, like, if you think about it, when he's shown the mask, that's when everything gets like in 2018, that's when everything gets like really hairy. He was away from the mask for so long that, like, he's starting to just like wither away. But then he's shown the mask, hate, uh, havoc happens, he finds the mask, and then he starts that old life again. Um, I do like the idea of. He needs this mask to be this person. Even when he killed a kid, he fucking put on a mask. I mean, Rob Zombie kind of touches on that. Mm -hmm. Now, could it be a silver shamrock mask that's making him control that, his mind? My only issue with that is then why did he do a, the original killing? Exactly. There you go. There you go. Because he wore a clown mask. He didn't wear the Michael Myers mask. There you go. Got to touch on all these randomness, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love these. Let's go. Um, let's see. Uh, comedy aspect of the movie. I feel like there's much more comedy in this movie, especially when it comes to Big John and Little John. How do you feel about the comedy? I I enjoy the levity of Big John, Little John. I think there's other comedy beats in the movie I do not like. Um, that being said, like. I didn't find the Big John, Little John stuff too taken out, but mm -hmm. I can see why someone would feel that way. It's a very, I think that's the stuff that like Danny McBride was bringing to the table. And, oh, absolutely. And that's the kind of stuff that's not hitting. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate the Big John, Little John stuff. I just, I found it comedic relief. Yeah, 100%. Like it, it, there's a lot going on that is heavy especially with the amount of kills he's doing. You need something to kind of bring you back. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the first movie had the peanut butter on my penis joke. So I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> exactly. Still needs to be a shirt. If that's not a shirt, it needs to be a shirt. All right. Um, uh, going along with that scene when Michael breaks into their house, uh, which is brutal scene. We see Big John lock the door, right? Yeah. Okay, so fast forward into the movie when Lonnie gets to that house. The door is unlocked. Yeah. Was that a mistake in writing, or we just no, assume I, Michael unlocked the door? Yeah, no, Michael unlocked the door. That's the thing about Michael. I mean, look at it throughout the movie. He is a trickster in the oh, movie. Oh, for sure. Like, when he kills Lil' John, Big John, like, you get a picture before seeing them of, like, one of them's heads in his lap. And then uh -huh. later on, when you see their dead bodies, that exact picture is done in real life. Like he's put their body there. Um, he's put Lonnie up in the attic uh, just specifically so his son can see like and he's hiding in the closet. So he's like he's wanting to give these guys one good scare before they die. Yeah, and he's putting the silver shamrock mask on people and all this stuff. So exactly, it, yeah, it, yeah. When he killed the, the one kid, took his mask. Then he killed uh, the neighbors and the nurse, and put mask and put them on the playground. Like he's really fucked up. He's not just killing to kill. For him, killing is a the trick or treat is real. Yeah, um, Lindsay. So she gets slammed up against the car after she hits her in the head three times with a bag of bricks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. Or sheet of bricks, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, she gets away. She hides, which is fine. I like the scene. It adds drama. Mm -hmm. um, and I like how they just kept it with his breathing. They didn't put any music there. Anything that's good. 
But when we see her being taken to the hospital, she seems like she's in much worse shape than she was. What happened with Liz? So the way I look at it and completely be wrong because there could be deleted scenes and stuff. Here's the thing. Michael comes on that bridge looking for her and doesn't find her. Right. Mm -hmm. When they leave that scene, she like, like, hello, when they leave <laughs> that scene, um, the people aren't set up like Michael's chasing them. So what that means is Michael went back to that playground and set up those people. So Lindsay had to lay there for the amount of time that Michael was doing this to his friends. So she is just in full trauma mode herself. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause they didn't explain anything. Cause I'm like, dude, I saw Tom Cruise get slammed against a car and he was fine. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, Why this is Lindsay. Is, so hurt. I took it as like, she just lived through watching like her friends died. She had to hide from the killer. Then what we'll, we'll give her what 30 minutes that she had to lay there watching that. Yeah. So in her mind, like I feel that she's just like gone kind of kooky. Okay. I mean, yeah, I get that. Um, so does Michael want to keep going back to his house because the silver shamrock factory is in the basement? <laughs> um yeah i i i'm very interested in how they're going to explain why he keeps going there i do like at the end it was like maybe he's not staring out maybe he's looking at himself and maybe he's disgusted with himself or something okay and my last thing i had here is it involves around karen in the ending of the movie okay so first off her seeing kid michael in the window what is up with that why is she able to see that and why <laughs> I think that's more for the audience to get that, like, you know, we've talked about that he was standing in front of the window and stuff like that. And I think that's been mentioned throughout the movie. So, like, when she was looking up there, it's us to understand that she's looking up there to be like, oh, that's where he was standing. So, but I mean, they did that earlier in the movie, too, with the flashback and the cops and the broken glass where the sh uh, shotgun was and all that. And it's like, do we need, need to see the kid? But I mean, I get what you're saying. It's like Rob Zombie's trailer when they show uh, him and a, a little young Michael in the back of the car and they flash the mask. They flash on. the mask on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's what, I don't think that's a story beat. I think that's a filmmaking beat to get the audience the to understand like, oh, so this is where he was looking out of from her aspect of it. So when she goes up there, she's going to look like how he looked to try to like, I feel like everybody's trying to understand why Michael's being Michael and what it is. I, I just think it's more, it's not necessarily a story element. I think it's just more of a like filmmaking element. Okay. And the last thing I'm going to talk about, last question I have, it still revolves around Karen in that scene. Mm -hmm. um, the movie definitely is brutal. We see the boyfriends get freaking destroyed and get his head snapped, which was awesome. He deserved mm -hmm. it. Um, <laughs> we see a knife through the eye. We see all this brutality oh. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, why do they not show Karen being stabbed? They just show flashes of him swiping at her. Is because she actually dead? That's well, I think it's supposed to look ish of how michael killed his sister at the beginning of 78 um okay. where you don't really necessarily see it. you're just getting flashes of it um i am going 
to say she's probably dead. I won't be surprised if she's not because I was convinced that Hawkins was dead in 2018 and then he's not he was here so i it's just one of those things cliffhanger endings to see uh, we gotta get to this next one okay do we see her if she is alive do we see her get willed into the same room with Lori, and that just sends Lori into her pissed off mood again i if i was a dreaming man my hope is it's like there's a meeting of like survived victims of Michael Myers and it's Lindsay, it's Karen, it's the daughter, it's Hawkins. It's everybody who's still alive that survived this murder. And it's like Lori telling everybody that they need to cope. We're going to get through this very captain America in game or, you know, in game where he's like trying to, you know, help people and whatever. And then when that meeting's fucking closed, that's when Lori's like, I'm going to go kill this mother sucker. There you go. All right. I like it. I'll tell you what, the girl who brought the iron to the fight with Michael, she probably didn't survive. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to handle that boy. All right. Do you think Tommy's dead? What's up? What's happening? What's going on? Hi. Uh, No. Hey, what you cool (laughs) talking about? Just standing over me like a gargoyle. I just, I just, I just love hearing Zach's voice. No, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's your private protector. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's fair. You, have you finished Halloween? Yet? I did. I just finished it last night. What do you think? I thought it was cool. Yeah. Nice. I had no expectations or um, any hype put behind it. I just wanted to see a cool flick of people get stabbed in the armpit, and I got it. Oh, you got that <laughs> armpit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and stabbed in the eye. Oh, yeah. Did you bring up my theory to him? No. About at the. At the all right, what do you think about this, Zach? I think in the first scene where they're going back in time, mm-hmm. Michael Myers felt very short-looking to me. And I was thinking, was that him as a teenager? I told him that's just how short he was in the first movie. <laughs> no, he's, um, no, in the first movie, he is 21, I believe. Yeah. So now, me as an outsider, not as uh, watching yeah. these as much as you guys do. To yeah. see him same height level with the cop was like, what is this kid doing to this cop? Because <laughs> I'm so used to him being brooding and standing over people. You know? Remember, he was six years old and killed his sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of the point of him, too, is like, you know, Rob Zombies, that he made him like a Frankenstein monster yeah, type was. of deal. <laughs> where, where in real life, he's just, or not real life, but in these movies, <laughs> he's just an average guy. That's why I, like, I love every time. Yeah, that's right. I love how every time they take off his mask or whatever, like he's got like the Captain Picard hairline. Yeah, I yeah. think that's hilarious. <laughs> they never show his face. Like, are they ever going to show his face? Because they that. blurred it out on the TV. Dude, and see, that's what I'm talking like to kind of call towards like how I told you how they showed the kid in the window. Yeah. Like, that's a filmmaking choice. Like when they showed the one inmate who escaped, mm-hmm. but right when they switched and it became blurry, that's on purpose. Like of that's, course. that's for us. Like as filmmakers, Oh fuck, we still haven't seen them. Yeah. My first thought seeing the uh, blurred face was all oh, snap. This is Freddy Krueger. It's been a nightmare the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're just, right. Maybe, just kidding. Maybe, but maybe listen, we've Freddy, been in a dream. <laughs> Freddy couldn't survive Jason. He's not going to survive. <laughs> the Chucky will take down all three. Everybody <laughs> dies via Chucky. Yeah, he's just slicing Achilles. He's got this. <laughs> um, is there anything else to talk about Halloween? Ones? No, I guess we're just waiting until ends. Yeah, happens. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. Would you like this movie more if Paul Rudd was Tommy Doyle? You know what? It's funny have. you said that. I don't think so. No. Well, and I don't see is, Paul Rudd doing that. Like I didn't what, like Tommy in this movie. Well, what I was was well, see, I like Tommy's. I like I like the essence of like I'm gonna I'm here to protect you, Lori, because I'm on your side for this. But what yeah, right. I will say is is like yeah. Paul Rudd's played Tommy Doyle once before in Curse. Uh-huh. And yeah. that kind of like when I look at Paul Rudd, I don't see him being like, "Oh, I'm gonna grab this bat and go after Michael." <laughs> like I, always, I, I wouldn't be able to believe it. All I would like, <laughs> I could not believe him going after somebody. I can only just... believe if he was going to LARP, uh, <laughs> Michael. Sure, I can believe that. But I mean, you would just see him in, uh, you know, Halloween Six when he's got the fire extinguisher and he's trying to break the doorknob. Right, exactly. And he looks at him and he just grins. Like that's, yeah, exactly. I've already gotten accustomed to that Paul Red Tommy Doyle. And now if you would have given it to me and somehow made him a badass, bravo. Bravo. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I could see him as the handsome guy working at the bar they were at. <laughs> yeah. That, I can that's, his, that's his role in Ghostbusters, man. <laughs> instead, instead of this movie taking place in uh a bar at the beginning with him, he would have been a barista. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about what? <laughs> what? Michael escaped. <laughs> Gotta go get him. <laughs> Doing a Karen joke. Doing a joke. Make sure you get your venti soda. <laughs> I have to go put on some sex panther. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me slap at the base while we're on the way. Right. Ninety-nine percent of the time works every time. <laughs> oh my god what yeah. if paul Rudd just shows up in the last movie for no reason please now, <laughs> I, mean, ju- now I just want it now i just want him to play a distant member of the strode family i just want him danielle harris josh hartman um, yeah put them all William in. survived that movie right bring them all back <laughs> yeah hello cool jay Buster rhymes doing some Buster rhymes i will say there was one point where i thought somebody was going to be doing kung fu and i was like uh, oh oh no michael's only weakness yeah. <laughs> it's the only good part of resurrection like <laughs> chung lee motherfucker <laughs> oh my god please don't get me started oh my god <laughs> This movie, this series has to end better than that one did. It just has it to fucking end. better. I'm I'm going on a limb, that much of a limb. I'm saying Allison is the final movie. Yeah, no, I mean that's fair. That's a fair. That's, that's Michael fair and Lori are killing. Oh yeah, I think. I, I think. I think if I'm hoping, ooh, they could do this. Um, Michael have Lori. Um, Allison has the gun. Allison blows his fucking head off. Doesn't yeah. doesn't miss the way Hawkins did in this movie. Is she they've they progressively made Allison more more of a tough person. She, I mean, she wasn't like she was a weak person in the no. first movie, but now she knows about the boogeyman and what's going on. Now well, she's no, gonna be turning into Lori. It's absolutely the same kind of story as Lori, where it's like the first time she's running from Michael, the second time she obviously wants to get him. She has a lot. She this motherfucker killed mom and dad. Like yeah. it's time to get some revenge on this sucker. Oh my god, Allison's Batman. <laughs> I am vengeance. Michael turns around. Who the hell are you? Whap, right? whap, 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 whap. <laughs> <laughs> 
Vengeance. Vengeance. And then he freaking ties him up into a balloon <laughs> and sends him up to the moon. <laughs> I got you. I got because, you. Exactly. <laughs> we all know, according to the Akkad family, Michael can never die. <laughs> so This is true. I, I heard that on a thing. Great. That's why he never died. <laughs> or he's an alien. He's an alien. He's a silver shamrock that. robot. <laughs> he just keeps being rebuilt. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that should be enough. I didn't think we were going to go over an hour on this thing. Yeah, we did. We yep, did, baby. Bad. Um, Have fun recording your Haunters podcast. can be found on all, what is it called, podcatchers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, except we're on for Apple. And, yeah, except for Apple. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe next and year. Then, and then, obviously, we got to talk DC fandom and Halloween ends next time. So you're definitely welcome back on the show. Oh, I appreciate that. I and you know what? Hopefully, they're in the same date again, and we could just do it in one episode again. Ah, yes, hopefully that'd be great. That'd be great. But thank I appreciate you, you having me. Show. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you for being on. Um, you already told them, but tell them where they can find you as far as your show and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Podbean, Spotify, those are the big ones that you could do. We're on Instagram at Hunters Pod, Facebook Hunters Podcast. Just search all those wonderful things. Make sure you listen to Review at Rob Show. Make sure you listen to that new former Disnoid show. You know that show, 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 show. <laughs> <laughs> the show What's with the fifteen names. <laughs> uh, and the Mister Wonderful Show. Give them a plug. Yes. Why not? Damn, why not? He sounds like sick as a dog. Oh no, my god, he sounds horrible. He sounds horrible. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, again, tease and peas to him. Hopefully, he gets <laughs> put him out of his misery. Yeah, I think, I think he just didn't want to record and talk about Halloween kills with him. Yeah, well, we were supposed to do a show of talking about it, but you know what? Now I don't need to, so I appreciate this show. <laughs> yes, that was my plan because I was sick of him copying me, so I'm like, you know what. <laughs> Infiltrate. <laughs> it all started in HHG. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> all right, I appreciate all right. you, man. All right, gang. All right, cheers, buddy. See you later, right. dude. Later, Josh. See ya. Bye, Bye. Rob. Bye. Oh, man, that was a fun time right there talking all things DC fandom and Halloween kills with my buddy, Zach from Haunters Podcast, he uh, named off all the places you can check that show out. Check it out, man. Spooky good time over there. And special shout out to special secret special guest, I guess you will, our um, intruder special guest, whoever you want to name it. Uh, Tombstone Josh joined in there at the uh, at the uh, end there. So that was awesome, man. Such a great time. Such a blast of a time to uh, talk all that good stuff with my good buddy. So, and my brother. So, um... That'll do it for this episode, man. I hope uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time with it. Uh, let me know how you felt about Halloween Kills. Um, but that'll do it, man. That'll do it for this episode. I uh, appreciate everybody listening all along. And hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. And I remind you that happiness can always be found, even in the darkest of times, if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next episode. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.